Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Vision has been our theme for this week, Colin. We've been looking at the relationship between faith, hope and love. You said yesterday that hope motivates us, or it should do, that God saved us to live a life of love and faith and then go and live in heaven, which is our hope. That's right. And what Paul further says is that this faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth. If we are really following the Lord, if the Holy Spirit is really leading and guiding us, then what we will be doing is outworking the word of God in our lives. You see, God has expressed his will in his words. So when I talk about vision, it's not a question of somebody getting some wild um, prophetic vision or word from God. The vision really comes by the Holy Spirit taking us to the Word of God and showing us what aspects of the Word he wants to outwork in the life of us individually and in the body of Christ locally, and then, of course, uh, on a much wider level. So I, I want to make this very clear. It's not a matter of people sort of getting into a holy huddle and say, speak to us, Lord, give us, give us a vision of your vision for the coming year but it's getting the sense from God of those aspects of the word that are to be expressed in the body and in the lives of each member of the body of the local church. Now, uh, this is not necessarily some spectacular and exciting thing. I want you to understand that. It can be. God can put some very exciting challenges before people, and I'll come to that in a moment. But even when there are exciting challenges, there is, if you like, the run-of-the-mill, humdrum need to be obedient to the Lord, to say no to sin and temptation, and yes to righteousness and holiness. There will be the need to get our relationships right within the body of Christ, to make sure that there are no divisions, no party factions, that, that there are, are no sort of hidden disagreements, jealousy, bitterness, anger, resentment, that nobody in the church is taking offense because their plans for their own lives are not being fulfilled. So God will nail all those negative attitudes. And actually, believe it or not, that is part of the vision. Why? Because God knows that while those ungodly things persist in the church, his purpose for that church cannot be realized. There has to be a cleansing of the body. There has to be a repentance. Now, it may be that in a particular church, there are particular issues that need to be addressed. 
that happens in, in every church. And therefore, it may be that God will really confront that church, just like he did with the churches uh, in, in Asia Minor that we read about in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation, where God first encourages the churches, but he then says, but I have this against you. Now, you see, that's part of the vision for the coming year, that if there are things that God has against his people in a particular congregation, he will want to do deal with those things in order to liberate his people from those things so that then they are free to pursue his positive purposes. Now, God will have those positive purposes. They may be uh, to focus on some particular activity. I don't mean within the church, but in the way the church is to impact the world around. There will be vision for evangelism, vision to see a harvest of souls, for the church to grow not by transfer growth, but by new people coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be vision for the way in which that local church can impact the local community through serving people, through uh, perhaps meeting needs, social needs, needs that are not met by the local social services. There are many, many things that the so social services are, are really ill-equipped or unable simply as a matter of pressure and time to be able to address. And there are many gaps, therefore, that Christians can fulfill. They can even take the lead in, in opening up new areas of ministry to people that are in dire social need in our midst. And in the sort of crumbling society in which we live today, where it seems there's one problem after another that is identified, that provides us with more and more opportunities. We have many, many ministries in, in kingdom faith that uh, are addressing those social needs, that are filling the gaps, uh, as well as working in with social services concerning many people, we're seeking to fill the gaps that the social services cannot meet. You see, all this is part of our witness into the world of taking the life and the love and the compassion and the care of Jesus out into the world. Jesus didn't talk about God-loving unbelievers. The New Testament church never evangelized in that way. You'll find no evidence of that kind of talk in the New Testament. What Jesus did and what the early church did was to demonstrate love, not talk about it, which is why John says in his first epistle, let us not, let us not talk about love, let us do it in word and deed in deed and in truth. So it's, it's, it's putting the word into operation so that people, if you like, are challenged by the way in which we love them, by the way in which we're prepared to face sacrifices in order to bless and, and serve and encourage them. Now, of course, God will 
put other challenges. He may put financial challenges before people that he wants the church to believe him for finances which are going to then be used for the kingdom of God, used to further the work of the kingdom here on earth. He, he can put all kinds of other uh, challenges I, I, you know, it's not for me to, uh, just to, to try to come out with a long list because God will show you what he wants for you in your community if you really pray and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. But we're not just looking for, you know, the mighty miracles and the signs and the wonders. Those things ought to be happening as we reach out to love to serve, to bless, to encourage. They should never be the focus. When they become the focus, let me tell you, that is not revival. And, and if, if the signs and wonders are a focus, then uh, you're never going to see a lasting and enduring work of God. Remember, Jesus cursed the cities where most of his miracles were performed because still they did not believe. No, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the healings, they are to accompany what we do as we reach out with the love of the gospel in action and as we reach out with the word of truth because it's the word of truth that will set people free. We are to lead people to repentance and faith in Jesus because without repentance and faith, a person cannot be born again. You're really making the point, Colin, that every individual has a role to play, no matter how small, that vision's not just for leadership. Everybody has their function. Absolutely. There are no passengers in the body of Christ. Uh, everybody is a worker. You know, if I, if I was to come to your church and say, stand up all the workers in the church here, I trust that every member of the congregation would immediately stand to their feet because every one of us is workers. Even, you know, the 95-year-old is, is still a witness, is still able to pray, is still able to support the ministries of those who are reaching out in the name of Jesus. People are never too old, neither are they too young. Our children are to be witnesses of the kingdom in, in the school uh, where, where, they, where they go every day. So let's have a year of vision, not a year without direction, without purpose, where we just seem to go from week to week, from Sunday to Sunday, from meeting to meeting and service to service. I mean, that's deadly boring, isn't it? Quite apart from the fact that God's purpose does not get fulfilled that way. Of course, we need to come together to worship and to pray and to be motivated and equipped for the work that is set before us. But the fivefold ministry in Scripture is there to equip the saints for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 